Welcome to the NBDA podcast, interviews with industry leaders and subject experts from across the business development world. Join us as we talk about real-world experiences, challenges, and opportunities that can take your career to the next level. The NBDA podcast is brought to you by your podcast team, where having your own podcast is as easy as being a guest on ours. Discover more at yourpodcast.team. Now here's your host, Dave Spray. Hi, this is David Spray, and welcome to another episode of the NBDA podcast. My guest today is Andy Allegappen of ePromotions. Andy has a long history in digital marketing, and we had a great conversation about return on time invested and the way he approaches business development. It's really more from an inbound business development perspective because he spends a lot of time on digital marketing to generate inbound leads that as a result, he only spends about one to two hours a week on business development, but he spends a lot of time on marketing to uh, get people to call him. It's a great episode, especially if you have any interest in and how you can use inbound digital marketing to augment and supplement your outgoing business development activities. Let's get to the show. Andy, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, David. <laughs> well, it's uh, the pleasure is all mine. So let's let's get started. So tell us uh, a bit about your company, ePromotions. What do you all do and what's your role with the company? I founded this company. This is the 14th year. We started off as a web development software services type firm. Last seven, eight years, we refocused. We only do two things now, online brand visibility for clients and lead generation. So what that really means is no matter what your business is, like a local dentist or an attorney or a national B2B software services firm, manufacturing firm, you need to be found by your target brand, your market. Mm -hmm. If you're not found, you're missing out on opportunities to engage, have a conversation about how you can help those companies. So that's our main focus. We're a digital marketing agency, but focusing mostly on branding and lead generation. Okay. And what, what's your typical uh, client size that you're best served to, to help? Are they smaller companies, Fortune 500 companies? I would say SMBs. Okay. Anybody doing, I mean, the definition, book definition of SMB is companies doing 1 million to 25 million, okay, according to the SBA. So it could be a solo practitioner, a dentist, a type local business services right Uh, Mm -hmm. home remodeling you know for example these from that level on to statewide service providers nationwide service providers and multinational service providers those usually are b2b software or manufacturing companies so we help that whole spectrum you know B2C is growing more and more because they are feeling the pain. They used to do print ads predominantly, right. you know, yellow pages mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And throw stuff out there, see what sticks. And that doesn't work, work anymore. So they're also switching to more digital 
uh, mindset. So that market is really huge and it's growing. But B2B national is what I really prefer. Okay. And what what would you say makes you different uh, from your competitors? What are some of the things you do that are different? Yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, I like this phrase. I don't know who mentioned it. Differentiate or die. So Okay. So um, what we really focus is we practice what all we preach. That's number one, okay? Second thing is our deep knowledge of this space. That's all we do. We're not jack-of-all-trades company. We do branding and lead generation, digital marketing. And we are okay. very focused on that. So because of that, our knowledge base is very high. And our track record, case studies, all these things we can share with the client. So they like that. You know, They don't want to be the guinea pig mm-hmm. to, to get experimented on. So to answer your question, we practice what we preach. Here, here's an example of that. The other day, somebody called me, I think last week, and he had seen me on LinkedIn. He said, Andy, I, I follow you on LinkedIn. I've seen your profile. We might need some social media marketing, paid campaigns on LinkedIn or Facebook or whatever. He said, we started talking. He said, somebody referred me to a company. He said, I don't want to know who it is. And he was asking about pricing. And quickly I said, listen, open his social media or her social media accounts and see how many, when did they join and how many followers and likes they have. He never did that, you know? Wow. And and I said, look at mine. Since you brought up Facebook, I have 38,000 followers and likes. And see when I started on Facebook. And I tell them, I don't want to know who it is. Do your due diligence. Work with companies who practice what they preach. So that's our main differentiator. Okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And I can see how that is a a good differentiator. Because I can actually relate to that. Because as you know, I'm a serial entrepreneur. And a few months ago, I launched a new a podcast uh, done for you business for companies who want to have a podcast. And what's interesting is, as I was researching this market, I found some companies that would seem like they're a competitor of ours. And I reached out Mm -hmm. to them. And and the two things I noticed that were different compared to them and our firm is a, neither one of them actually had a podcast of their own Mm -hmm. and B it took like months and months to launch a podcast using them where our clients, we can have them up and running in a couple of weeks. So I can appreciate what you're saying about uh, practice what you preach. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. One thing I forgot to mention. So this guy was on the phone, right? He was checking. Yeah. Sandy, this guy has got seven followers on Facebook. I said, when did he post <laughs> last? He said, February of 2021. And I, <laughs> I said, you be the judge. You know, he's going to help you grow your Facebook. So that's how I, I let people do their own research and check apples to apples. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. So now what I'd like to do is maybe dive in to like a specific client success story. And you know, even if you can't mention the name and kind of the more details, the better, like something like, you know, there was this company, 
and they had a dental practice and they called us and and after they started working with us their their they started receiving four times the number of phone calls and their revenues went up like 100%. So do you have an example like that has some specificity? Yes. We have a lot of examples like that. Here's an attorney client in Austin. Okay. And when he came to us a few years back, his website was very old. So we told him, you know, you need to rebrand it. Look at your competition. Look at their, I'm talking people are already on, you know, top ranked in their business. Look at their business website. And he understood that. So we re- rebranded the site had a good foundation, made it Google-friendly, mobile-friendly. Then after six months, I mean, four months, actually, we got 50% of his service practice keyword search results on page one in Google. Wow. After four months. Then after eight months, we got 70% of his practice, money-making practice keywords on page one. Wow. we also... The impressions, what Google calls it, you know, impressions. Yeah. Basically, what that is, uh, visitors, you know, they're calling it impressions or sessions, actually, is another word they use in their analytics. So the sessions went up 100%. And uh, organic targeted traffic, you know, these are actual people who use the phrases he wanted to be found, that went up 80%. And his wow. revenue, he won't tell me, but he's, he's extremely happy with new, <laughs> new, new practice coming in. Like that, you know, we are very analytics-obsessed company. That's another one of our differentiators. We show people, hey, this is what we have done for this industry you know we don't like to mention clients names uh, Um, because they're they're not sitting around you know waiting for phone calls you know they're all busy in their practice sure tell them this is a discrimination practice attorney in austin that's all i tell them Mm -hmm. and like that i can go on you know we've done so we really track what we do nothing we do is warm and fuzzy Okay. Well, I'll tell you, how about one more quick example of like another firm that comes to mind that you've helped? Uh, He's a national software services company there in Virginia, I think, yeah, and Florida. Basically, they, their average sale is 150000 You know, it's a you know, multi-year software B2B enterprise kind of solution. And uh, when we started working with them, same thing, you know, we had to rebrand their website so that they looked modern and they're Google-friendly, mobile-friendly, you know, a lot of things we, you know, we work on. So those things were done first. They were happy. Then <clears throat> there are two ways to bring in traffic to any website. They, one is organic rankings and two is right. paid campaigns, you know. And sure. Google, uh, AdWords is the best for that, for B2B, especially B2B companies. So mm-hmm. they did both. And their market was US, Canada, Germany, South Africa, Australia. So we set up paid campaigns in all those countries. And uh, we, uh, and of course, the US market. 
So after six months, they, they were also very analytics-oriented companies. So I was working with their CMO, their marketing team, and we, we they also tracked through Pardot and you know Salesforce, all kinds of CRMs they were using internally, and they could see new inquiries for more information. They download white papers. Then they wanted to talk and have a demo. Then they they closed the first quarter three accounts. Wow, at an average of one hundred and fifty thousand each. Yes, and Might I'm guessing. A- yeah, and I'm guessing your fees were less than four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Is that a safe <laughs> assumption? I wish. <laughs> and uh, then they got acquired by another company. I mean, you know, and the CMO from. The original company left. She's she's joined another liquid hydrogen company, and she's engaged me again. We're doing all four for four different divisions, same thing. So, you know, if you do good work, people remember you. So, <laughs> yeah, that is uh, that is great. Well, before we turn to to the National Business Development Association, I just wanted to uh, personally thank you for doing such a great job for my companies. We have been working with you for many years and right. and we have been very happy with the work that you and your team have, have done. So I just want to put in that plug for you. Anyone listening, you, Andy's your guy when it comes to this, this, this stuff, this digital marketing stuff. Now let's switch gears to the National Business Development Association, also known as NBDA. Do you remember how you first learned about NBDA? I think I might be wrong. I think I got a news, an email from NBDA, or I, I connected with Christine on LinkedIn, and she connected back. And, okay. Uh, and she and I spoke for a few minutes. She, she said, you need to join this. So the combination of things like that, you know, definitely after I connected with Christine, that's when I started to think more about it. Then I went to a couple of meetings. Uh, they usually meet at lunchtime. Uh, yeah. Then after that, I joined. Okay. Years, I think five years back. Okay. And then at some point you decided to become a sponsor for NBDA. What what led to that? And how long ago was that? Um, I would say four years back, maybe a little bit longer. Now, Christine asked me to read to redo the entire site. You know, the old site they had when I joined wasn't looking good and wasn't performing, and she had a lot of challenges maintaining it updating it adding events to it on and on and the company she was working with were not very responsive yeah that's how she engaged with our company and we rebranded nbda site as you see it now and we manage it for her so then after that the reason i became a sponsor is you know be a resource to the members if they needed help from us and also help with my own business development, you know, because I don't do a lot of networking. So this face-to-face I'm talking, this particular group was very focused on business development, which was what my focus was. 
Okay. Well, that, that makes sense. You know, being a sponsor has a number of benefits aside from a couple that you mentioned. One is that you can be well known amongst the community as a resource, but there's some other benefits too. Have you experienced any other benefits other than just being known as a, a resource in your area? Well, you know, I, I got endorsements from Christine, you know, that's on LinkedIn and that helps because sure. uh, I'm very active on LinkedIn and I get inquiries from LinkedIn almost two, three times a week. Okay. I'm, sure, I'm sure they check out the endorsements there. And locally, even one in one of my websites, epromotions.net, I yeah. mentioned her endorsement there as well. So this, that helps my PR and my branding. Okay. Definitely. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. So thank you for sharing that. So you had mentioned that, that you don't spend a lot of time in face-to-face business development, but I still would like to talk a bit about it. So when you think about your business development, so it sounds like it's mostly not face-to-face because you have a national clientele, right? Right. So how much time a week do you spend on business development, just like in, in general, you know, not you know, counting both uh, in-person and not in-person? One to two hours. Okay. And is and, that about... Uh, go ahead. Yeah, per week I'm talking. Yeah. And is that about how much time you'd like to spend or do you wish you were spending more? That's... I've seen... I mean, that's about enough. We, we okay. stay quite busy with inbound leads. And these are time-consuming, you know, to follow up and nurture them and answer questions and... So the sales cycle is 30 to 40 days. So mm-hmm. I don't want to put too much on my plate. And certain companies who are not mature and serious, I don't engage with them like I used to five years ago because not everybody is a client. Yeah. Yep. I can certainly appreciate that. And so it sounds like if I'm just kind of thinking about what you said, that it sounds like although on the surface it appears that you don't do much business development, you know, one to two hours a week. It sounds like the reason that is, is because you've done such a good job on your marketing front that, that your marketing kind of machine you've built really does the bulk of the heavy lifting for you. Does that sound about right? Yes. See, there are two ways to business uh, develop, right? One is outbound marketing, which is, people going to networking events and going to chamber of commerce, networking, seven o'clock in the morning, six o'clock, you know, networking mixers. Mm-hmm. Houston is a networking capital, you know. Sure, <laughs> you can, sure. You can find an event every half hour, you know. Right, <laughs> right. So I just don't have time or bandwidth for it, okay, because one of the mantras I use is return on invested time. Right. So I'm very cognizant of that. And uh, I used to do these kinds of networking five, seven years ago, running around town. You know, it's one hour to drive anywhere in Houston, one hour at the event, one hour to get back. That goes half your day. Right, right. And, and you might not 
you don't know who's attending attending that event is is their real target market for you so i stopped doing it i just is not worth my time so that's outbound right and then there is right. inbound marketing that's the future that's what we focus on people right. are searching for solutions and they find you and reach out to you they're 50% of the sales journey already done okay right so right i rather talk to those kinds of prospects but everybody signs up at least they are a little more mature right uh, so that's why i i, I like inbound marketing it works is people who practice it do not do a whole lot of outbound marketing yep i can appreciate that so what are your So it sounds like your top business development practices really are I mean the number one is inbound marketing is better than outbound marketing. Yes. Secondly, keep your focus on the return on your time. Right. And when you do that, it also points even more toward inbound marketing. Any other best practices you have around business development or marketing that you'd want to share? Yeah, you need to become a subject matter expert okay. have a deep dive inside it so that you know a lot about little you know not little mm-hmm. about much. <laughs> right uh, so if, if you become that that mindset then you become a resource to mm-hmm. uh, prospects so we do newsletters you know very so much happening in our industry each industry it varies so much happening because of google's updates and things like that i send out those newsletters everybody who i talk to on linkedin they some of them call me back i said this is so much information i really like it they haven't signed up yet but it's a good resource for them to start thinking about all this you know so case studies white papers newsletters being a subject matter expert that's all very good practices if you do those kinds of things people will reach out to you for guidance mhm no i i certainly agree so since most of your marketing and and business development is done not in person how do you still build rapport and trust when you're not you know meeting with somebody in person local clients i meet in person i have okay. coffee with them you know uh, recently we signed up a 40 year old you know car repair uh, clinic shop okay. they have their own building in bunker hill so okay he reached out to me via linkedin actually and so we spoke he and i hit it off uh, we just talk in very general terms you know i don't do any high pressure selling all my conversations are very low key that's how i build rapport they also feel comfortable the, that we don't come across desperate to close them you know i don't even right. talk about proposals anything unless the client is ready for it so right then we went to the next step we redid his website I haven't met him yet face to face okay he okay 10 minutes from where I live I still haven't met him we did the site we launched it and he said Andy we need to do I need to be found 
he wanted to be Can very I... aggressive and because most of his clients are from 77024 you know that all the right. villages and so we came up with a you know pretty aggressive plan still haven't met with him then we <laughs> launched it uh one month of the campaign went he started with 50 keyword plan we got 25 on page 1 for his services on mobile searches he wow was he was very excited he, then he said andy we need to come over i need to show you my facility second month i met him wow So if I just if I try to translate I think what you're really saying is the the best way to build rapport and trust is to a be a resource and be helpful and do good work that does way more to develop rapport and trust than going out and and having kind of a lighthearted lunch meeting where you don't really get anything done does that about capture it I agree the return on invested time you know that is what i really have in back of my mind is this person worth spending time i used mm-hmm. to now i'm very careful who i spend time with i just don't but i don't want to i'm in, i'm at the stage of, of my business i want quality clients not quantity yeah Yeah, you know, what's funny, all the time you've worked with us, I don't think we've ever met in person. I mean, I have met you in person like at NBDA events, but I don't right. think we ever met in person and it was never a problem. Let's now kind of talk about your network. Now, I know most people would think of the network as being more of an in-person network, but do you think of it more is like your LinkedIn network, like as your network, or what do you th- how do you define your network? Network is a is a two way street right it needs to be win win mm-hmm. and uh, like i said be a subject matter expert so that people will lean on you for guidance and net networking quality to me is more important than quantity i'm finding linkedin when I mean, we are active on linkedin and facebook the quality from linkedin is very good in what, okay. for what we are doing it might be very bad for some other niche i don't know but for what what we right. yesterday a ceo of an engineering company called me from linkedin he's got four divisions and five or six websites so he wants a lot of work done and mm-hmm. whoever they've been using were not was not producing so that's the quality you know and he's pretty senior guy and uh, he had been in this oil field engineering fossil fuels uh, renewables all these business for over 30 years oh wow so, so the, uh, he sees me on linkedin you know that's how so the network you know doesn't have to be very large it's the quality of the network and the conversations you can have with them Yep, that no that makes sense. So what do you wish you knew back when you started your business that you know now? Uh, I think I know one of the answers and that is that <laughs> the focus on return on invested time. Is that one of the right. things you wish you better understood when you started the business? Yes, very good point. Chasing 
leads outbound only you know i wish mm-hmm. back then and in, in another way of looking at it back then inbound wasn't that well known you know the digital right. space so you know this is a new industry what we are in it's a growing industry uh it's not mature like some other industries so back then maybe that's the only option there was and mm-hmm. it's very time consuming i wish i had managed my time better and uh, i'm glad we trans- transitioned out of that into more inbound focus sure sure yeah no i had a feeling that's what you were going to say what in addition to nbda what else do you do to develop your skills in the business development arena i like reading in our industry is extremely dynamic mm-hmm. and uh, so there's tons of things to read and educate yourself so increasing my own knowledge base so that i can help other companies and be a guide and uh, lead them in the right direction so that they know we are a good resource to lean on so that to me is extremely important and and have a two way conversation with people you know not one way monologue sure now that is that is great advice i can't believe how the time has uh, has flown yeah. by one more one more question and this one's a little bit of a curveball perhaps but what do you wish you knew when you were 25 years old or if you could go back in time and give some advice to your 25 year old self what advice might you give to yourself have some kind of vision and focus don't be a scatterbrain That's okay <laughs> so at that age you know you want to do a lot of things but your mind is really not focused on any one thing i wish i had known that's a you know the mindset on one thing versus scattered on multiple things okay well i think that's great advice not only for your 25 year old self but for anybody's current self so thank you for that i guess last question is there anything that we didn't cover that you think we sh- we should have attitude is very important dave the positive mindset can do there's so much negativity out there you need to be really have a positive mindset i really believe in that uh, what you expect i do, I do too what you expect will happen if you have, if you and also you know reading good information you know listening to podcasts uh listening to book summaries these kinds of things i like spending time in nature you know photography national parks and when i go out for walking right now it's kind of hard to do that but uh, yeah but those kinds of things will you know really refresh your mind also meditate every day 15 minutes in the morning and afternoon that quiet time with with yourself without any phones or anybody bothering you is extremely powerful okay i completely agree with that and i have have experienced that well that is great andy if somebody wants to reach out to you what's the best way for them to get a hold of you they can connect with me on linkedin or one of my websites epromotions with the z.net 
और बी टू बी इन इन बाउंड मार्केटिंग डॉट नेट और माई फोन नंबर एट थ्री टू Okay. Well, Andy, well, thank you so much for for making time to be on the podcast and uh, thank you again for doing such a great job for our companies. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. And there we have it. Another great episode. Don't forget to check out the show notes at podcast.nbda.co and you can find out more about being a member of the National Business Development Association at nbda.co. That's it for this episode. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next time.